0: Be engaged. Show others that you're here. You're really trying to perfect your craft and basically improve your entire career with everybody else. Welcome to the State of Sales Enablement Podcast with your host, Felix Kruger. Insights and actionable advice from B2B marketing and sales experts that share what it takes to achieve sales enablement excellence.
1: Sales Enablement Online Communities have provided a platform to learn, connect, and exchange ideas with enablers from all corners of the globe. Our guests in this week's episode have founded one of the most popular enablement communities out there. In our conversation, they share what led them to get started, how they contribute to the broader enablement community landscape, and some of the innovative avenues they explore to elevate the sales enablement profession. Please welcome the founders of the Enablement Squad, Matt Chelsea and Stephanie Meadow. Matt and Stephanie, welcome to the State of Sales Enablement. Great to have you.
2: So excited to be here.
1: (laughs) Hey, thanks, Felix. Hey guys, so just briefly, before we dive into our topic and explore everything there's to know about sales enablement communities, I just want to ask you briefly, just so people get an understanding of where you come from, what you do now, what has been your career journey so far, and
0: what do you do now when you're not running your community? Matt Scheidel here. I am senior manager of sales enablement over at Chili Piper. Just recently started there, so it's been a fun journey getting there. Prior to that, worked at Chorus and a company called Lunchbox AI, as well as Huddle. Anything video-related is really fun. I'm very much in the tech space. Prior to that, I worked for Verizon 12 years, which led me to my enablement journey, which forced me into my enablement journey. (laughs) I was tired of working nights and weekends. What do I do when I'm not running the squad or doing stuff with the squad? I have a one-year-old son. He keeps me incredibly busy. He's constantly running around. And yeah, on top of that, traveling. I love traveling, whether it's just us or friends or whatever it may be.
2: I'm Stephanie Bidaw. I am the director of enablement at WorkRamp. And then obviously the co-founder of the Enablement Squad with Matt. I've been doing enablement proper, I think for like four or five years now. And then my background is I came from sales operations. Initially, I was going to be a teacher when I was like going to college. So I think that spurred the whole enablement training thing. And then what I do like outside of the squad and like the work and whatever, I am pretty much an old lady. Like I'm a 60 some odd year old woman stuck in like a 30 year old body. Like I watch a lot of TV. Like I watch a lot of Netflix. I do paint by numbers. I like to go for walks, like just like by the lake with my husband. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a legit old lady. I like to, I'm an introvert, which is very opposite to Matt. Like when we're together, it's usually me just being like, okay, it's time to go home now. <laughs> and Matt's like, no, it's time to, for like another drink or something. So yeah, that's a little bit about me, but I'm an open book.
0: That's too funny. Now, mind you, she did ask me to go home at like 9 p.m. One night It was like the first time that we really hung out and gone to a bar. And I was like, no, it's way too early.
2: That's very true.
0: That's what uh, enablement does to you, I guess. It's exhausting. I don't
1: know what it is, but Devin McDermott, my co-host of this month in sales enablement is the biggest Golden Girls fan. So. Hell
2: yes. <laughs> that
1: old lady theme uh, seems to be running in the sales enablement profession.
2: I love it. I love it so much.
1: Guys, so for the very few people in the sales enablement space that might probably just be starting out in the enablement profession and haven't come across the enablement squad, tell us a bit about the community and how it fits into the landscape of sales enablement communities. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the enablement squad started a little over two and a half years ago. We're going to close in on our third year here in October, so the end of this year. And basically it started as a Matt and I were having monthly syncs, just like him and I having conversations and getting to know each other. And what are you working on? What are you doing? What are you struggling with? And one of the conversations that we were having one day was just like, wouldn't it be great if we could just have everybody together in a live, kind of like an AOL messenger <laughs> chat room or something, where in true millennial fashion, I just want those answers right now and that like quick response. I had had another friend who had started a Slack channel for coworkers outside of work. And I knew that it was a thing that you could spin up a free Slack channel. And I was like, why don't we just invite some people and like have a little bit of fun with it? Matt will tell you like, we're like, oh, if we could get like 100 people in the Slack channel, that would be like badass. That would be really cool. And then fast forward to today and we have like over 1600 members as part of the enablement squad. So yep. It's a really great online community where you can just get those answers quickly if you want them, but you can also like scroll through and find other information and interact and network and share struggles and best practices and I mean everything. So I don't know, Matt, is there anything else you would add?
0: No, I think for me, like the hard part for me is just starting out in enablement was I was tired of all, you know, sending random LinkedIn messages and connection requests to people and be like, hey, I'm new to the field. I really want to learn more from you. And it's like, dude, I don't have time for this newbie to come in (laughs) and just bombard me with questions. Thank God Stephanie said yes. But uh, it was nice, though, because now I could ping those top leaders that I aspire to be and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. How did you develop your team to do this? And it's now in more of that community forum where you're almost vetted, I'd say, to be in this community and participate with others. So that was the thing that I really looked forward to the most. And honestly, like the connections that I've made within the squad are uncanny. It's weird to say, Stephanie and I have hung out just a handful of times, but I text her over everything. Like, we talk about her Netflix shows all the time. Like, it's just a close relationship now. So the friendships and networking stuff has definitely made a big perk of this whole community. Yeah, yeah.
2: Matt and I are big Selling Sunset fans. So if anybody listening is a fan of Selling Sunset, you need to ping us on the side and let us know because we text about that all the time. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So you mentioned... Posing questions to the community. You mentioned just scrolling through. You mentioned networking. Are those, what do you say, the main use cases for your community?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. On top of that, we've also done a couple of different things. Like we have a, a jobs posting channel where anybody that's trying to find new talent for their teams or somebody who's looking for a job, like I recently was just doing my journey two months ago, and the amount of overwhelming responses of like, hey, did you see this one in the channel or hey, I have a friend that's looking for this. It's amazing how this community can come together and just really push and lift each other up to find each other's success. And I have not found one person that says they are better than anybody. It's always somebody has something to learn from somebody else. And so I think it's just a humble space for anybody to come in and just really learn. That's right.
2: I get pinged a lot to like even if you're not participating actively in the community, I get pinged on the side from people who are like, I am just kind of lurking in the shadows. Like, I don't feel like I have anything to contribute, but I love watching the dialogue and what's happening. So I think there's really a space for everybody. If you want to engage with other people, you can. If you just want to observe the conversations that are happening and absorb that knowledge, like, there's space for you to do that too. So I think it's really awesome to kind of be able to bring together a bunch of different people from different experiences and levels of life to build something that's like really beautiful, which sounds so corny, but it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll also add, we're doing a bunch of other things going on right now, too. Like, obviously, we just went through a recent acquisition where WorkRamp had agreed to take us on and purchase the Enablement Squad which is phenomenal because now we have a ton of resources to continue to do more activities, which we hosted our very first one in March, which was our Enablement Hackathon in Salt Lake City. And we just announced this week, actually, that we are hosting two more, one in Chicago and one in Seattle, end of July, early August. So the fact now that we're taking this community that was Slack-based, we're now providing it as a in-person event. There's going to be way more stuff to come. We have a full roadmap of things that we want to accomplish, but we've also got Slack chats, which is basically a forum of, hey, we have a topic today, an hour, we have a moderator come in and basically just ask six questions and you thread them out. So you're able to go back throughout the day and really engage through that too and have more of like a a designated like webinar style, but via Slack. So super easy there. And then also we have a podcast that covers various topics as well.
1: So considering all the different things that you do, how would you say the Enablement Squad is really different to other sales enablement communities that are out there?
2: I think one of the reasons why we chose slack as our medium was a lot of the other communities were message board based which is great but again like for me it just i use slack in my everyday like work experience that's our chat client for most SaaS companies nowadays so just like adding that extra workspace instead of having to go to like another website and go to the message boards and, like remember to go there like instead i'm getting notifications of like oh i'll just like i have a couple of minutes after this meeting i'll just check and see what's going on in the squad really quickly So, like having that real time dialogue with people, I think was definitely a little bit different. Yeah.
0: So, for me, when I was starting out my career, a lot of the other communities were kind of gated. I either had to like sign up or pay for a membership to try to get in and try to get that professional development. Or the other thing was, is they were very like vendor focused. So, there was a company that was backing them that was very much pushing a lot of the product throughout subliminally through some of their messaging. For us, we're 100% vendor agnostic. We're not going to push work ramp on anybody. We're not going to push any other tools on anybody. The only thing that you have is your free advertising is your name and then where you work. That's the extent of the advertising that we do within our community. So that was one of the things that I was really passionate about too. And Stephanie and I, as much as like we continue to grow, we always want to make sure that our community is free. We never want to put a price tag on anything unless it's like in-person events where we're having to fork out money left and right for different vendors or different extra things that we're going to do. But as far as like to get the knowledge that you need to do your job effectively, that should never cost you anything. That should be completely free, especially in our space this day and age.
2: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I think what always fascinates
1: me is that the way communities run are oftentimes a reflection of the profession that they serve and the personalities and the sort of day-to-day jobs that they do. And if you look at the sales enablement communities, sales enablers are really collaborative yeah sales enablers are all about reducing friction sales enablers are all about just sharing information and aligning everybody right so i think you can definitely see by the nature of the job how the community is run what sort of subject matter you're dealing with
2: yeah i think one of the cool things that is important to matt and i too is that like while we love our community and it's grown like organically, I think one of the important things for us too is there are so many other great communities out there. Like find your people. Maybe it is us, maybe it's another community, maybe it's a combination of all of them together. Like Find your group of people, find your tribe, the people that make you feel the most comfortable and that you get the most out of. Ultimately at the end of the day, like that's what is most important to me. And I think Matt is probably the same way of just like absolutely whether it's with us or somebody else, we just want you to get the help that you need. Cause a lot of times enablement can feel like you're on an island by yourself, just kind of banging your head against a wall or something like that. So being able to like make sure that like if it's not with us, it's somebody else, find your community, find your people. I think from that perspective, too, like, we like all of the other communities that are out there. It's not just like, we have to be the only one. No, No. find your people. Find what makes most sense for you.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. If you think about the sales enablement as a profession, the communities are such a big piece in the body of knowledge that is sales enablement. You have some books out there, some really prominent books, like Mike Kunkel's book, like Roderick Jefferson's book, which are really go-to resources. In one place and you have the communities which offer a more personalized experience with a bit of a curated element as well how do you think moving forward communities will contribute to that body of knowledge that is sales enablement can you imagine communities evolving into something else what
0: are your thoughts on that absolutely stephanie said this to me back when we first started but sales enablement is kind of like herding cats there's a thousand different ways to do it, but there's never one true designated way to do it. You can either laugh with them or you could trap them in a cage or do whatever you want to do with it. But like, you have no idea how you're actually going to do this. And I think that's a great space without enablement is we all are having the same objectives, right? We want the cats in the same spot, but the way that we do it is so effectively different by everybody. And it's all with trial and error. So when it comes down to like, how is the community going to evolve? Yeah, there's. Eventually, I'd say maybe 10 years down the road, more certifications on how you're actually supposed to do content management organization or LMS distribution. Eventually, who knows? Maybe there'll even be collegiate courses of how do you actually run an effective sales enablement and operations team. There's tons of different avenues that I think that this space is growing. I just think that because right now, us right now in the field are trailblazers really defining exactly what enablement is across various companies and trying to find out what's working for everybody. So one of
1: the dangers that have been flagged to me in my network of sales enablers is that because sales enablement has started in the SaaS space and it's still so dominated by the SaaS space, even though more and more other industries are now tapping their toes into sales enablement as well, how do you make sure that you actually maintain a variety of opinions and actually get people from those other industries in to keep the dialogue going and avoid that echo chamber?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I think. One of the things for us has been all about like word of mouth. Typically, people kind of congregate together. Like they'll find somebody, like Matt was saying, like he would send out like messages on LinkedIn and be like, Can you just meet with me for 30 minutes so I can pick your brain? Yeah. It was kind of interesting. We had a couple of months ago, I think we had an enablement gathering here in Utah. And we actually had somebody from like the banking industry come in and he was asking, he's like, Banking doesn't know what enablement is. I don't know what enablement is, but they like kind of put me into like this hole. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. What do I do? How does this work? And I think if we're able to keep up that idea of it's an open space where, yes, like enablement is going to be a little bit different from like a SaaS company to a banking company to like a medical device company. At the end of the day, though, like we're probably still struggling with this common thread throughout. So, like, we're going to approach it a little bit differently and we're going to execute on it a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to kind of do the same things. So I think it's just keeping an open mind and making sure that we are promoting across industries and we're pulling people in and encouraging that feedback from them as well of like, I don't know everything, like, what do you think? Or has anybody else tried something different? I think that's the main way that we can kind of avoid that echo chamber, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that you also recently did and Matt, you just briefly touched on it was that hackathon. Yeah. Which is synonymous in other industries, especially in software, obviously, (laughs) with innovation and with experimentation. Sales name and obviously not exactly code based (laughs) in most cases. So, how did you go about that hackathon? Like, what did that
0: look like for you guys? Yeah, it was a genius. I will not take any of the credit. I think this is primarily (laughs) Stephanie, but. She developed basically this program and it was amazing because I'm very tech-centered and she basically made this a techless event. You sign up, you show up and there is no computers, there's no laptops, there's no LMS, there's no CMS, no nothing. You cannot use any of those. It's the classic post-it note, whiteboard, Sharpie, pen and paper type of meeting. And basically what it was is we put out a couple of themed topics that we kept seeing in the threads and some topics that other people wanted to visit and understand more. And we had Subject matter experts go up there and really present. But the best part was is those subject matter experts weren't necessarily the one that was leading it. It was a collaborative unit. And that's exactly what we wanted is we wanted experiences from everybody. I know for me, like I was super passionate about project management when I was coming in. I even took away three different things that I am now implementing into my own day-to-day. So it's amazing that because I was not buried by a screen or a laptop to take notes, I was actually retaining more by participating and engaging And really having those communications with others from completely different companies that I've never even heard of or people that I've never met in person at all, either.
2: Yeah, it was really cool because I think one of the things in this post-COVID world is that everybody was really desperate in a way for kind of that person-to-person contact. and. For me, like personally, one of the best things about getting into a room with like other people is like having a whiteboard session and just like brain dumping creative ideas and working through things and kind of like hacking things out. So when Matt and I were chatting about it, I was like, what if we just get people together and just talk, just have like giant whiteboard sessions and it's not a presentation, it's not a webinar, it's not like anybody kind of like word vomiting at me, it's just collaboration in its purest form essentially so like we had great success with the first one i'm excited and hopeful that the second and the third one will have even greater success
1: awesome and what were some of the problems that you tried to tackle as part of that hackathon
2: metrics was one that's a big one that a lot of people struggle with for sure product enablement i think was another topic stakeholder management i think was another one basically we had it to where It was in a giant room, essentially in a like a WeWork kind of space. And we broke people into pods, essentially. So we had four pods of tables. People chose the ones that they wanted to go to. I redistributed if one was like not looking so full. And then we gave them, I think, 30 minutes total to just collaborate and then broke them out for like five minutes to like get a break and then come back and then you choose a different area. If one of the topics wasn't going off, then we would change the table topic and people were mixing and mingling and moving around. So again, it was meeting different people, having different discussions. So we had four topics going at the same time, and then we would just rotate people through basically all the different sections.
1: Amazing. Uh, It strikes me as such a massive opportunity to actually evolve the profession and get those opinions together to find better solutions. Yeah. As we said earlier, especially if you involve people from other industries, no matter if it's financial services or travel or retail, and you get those different opinions and give those people actually a voice in the room, literally. I think it's such a massive opportunity. So kudos for organizing (laughs) that. I absolutely love it. Thanks. Do you guys have any more of these events planned
0: right now?
2: So we've got the two in the summer. And then we also have a uh, virtual
0: one happening in October. Yeah. So we are going to do a virtual one, but I think it's great because we're able to encompass those that aren't able to travel within the States. And then we are also having one in Toronto in November as well. So we've got four coming up and then we're already starting to plan the next year's ones based off of the Seattle and Chicago ones.
1: Awesome. And how can people get involved if they are based in any of those locations or are able to travel?
2: We've got a sign up sheet that people can register for. So, we've got a Google sheet that we sent out via like LinkedIn or even like in the squad. So, basically, all they need to do is just fill out the Google form and then we add them to a calendar invite with all of the information as far as times and venues and everything. And then the great part is, is so the hackathon is like four hours long and then afterwards we usually have a happy hour at a nearby bar so people can kind of just relax and shoot the shit and like hang out with each other and have a couple of drinks that's usually sponsored by another vendor as well, which is great.
0: And the best part about all of these, they're 100% free. So you don't have to pay anything to come in. Again, we want to make this still kind of that community value. So it is free. Just show up and have fun. You get the benefits. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait for them to come to Australia. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Someday. I want that.
1: (laughs) Sooner (laughs) or later. Just wait for it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So just coming back to the Enablement Squad, what's your recommendation for any listeners who have now listened to this podcast and are really fired up about getting involved in the community? How do you propose people get the most out of the community and really maximize that access to their community?
0: Yep. To access into the community, you can go to enablementsquad.com. Is probably the easiest way to jump into it. There is a join us form, which leads you straight into our, basically our demographics admittance form, where we understand like where you're from, what your role is and stuff like that. But on top of that, after that, you'll get a Slack link that just gets you right into our community. And the best way to just be involved is ask the questions. Introduce yourself is the biggest one. I see a lot of people that join and never introduce themselves, but introduce yourself. Start creating your brand internally with others and really start that networking across the board. Chime in. Even if you're following a topic, just say, hey, following. Hey, I have that same exact question. Be engaged. Show others that you're here. You're really trying to perfect your craft and basically improve your entire career with everybody else.
2: One thing I'll add to that, too, is I don't remember who it was, but I heard somebody mentioned kind of this thought process for like sellers, if you want to make sure that you're making deposits and not just withdrawals. So it's the same thing, I think with any community that you're a part of, especially like ours, we've grown ours pretty organically and word of mouth obviously is like big, but at the same time, like we don't really like have moderators or anything that are active on the squad right now. So it is very much like if you have a question, ask a question, If you can provide anything to someone, whether it's in the thread or maybe you're not comfortable with that and you want to message them directly, like you can do that too. But making sure that you're also like giving back and you're depositing information instead of just withdrawing knowledge from people, that's really the best way that any community is going to continue to thrive is making sure that it's a give and a take, both from each of our members. So that's what I would say from that perspective. Right.
1: So now that you guys have been acquired by WorkRamp, What is next immediately for the Enablement Squad? You touched on a few things that are in the work, like the additional hackathons, but what else is on the roadmap for the next year or so?
2: So we're excited to be exploring the idea of hiring a contractor to come in and help do like community management, essentially at the end of the day, working really closely with Matt and myself and our other squad leaders to really make sure that our community is continuing to evolve and thrive the best that we can. It's great that we've got our volunteer squad leaders, but all of us have full-time jobs. So it can be a little bit challenging. So we're excited to get additional human power to come in and like really help us grow the community overall. We've got the squad cast so like these ideas of like making sure that we're highlighting enablement professionals kind of across the industry, which is phenomenal. And then we've got some exciting ideas that we're tossing around about like, we're doing these hackathons as kind of a precursor to could we do a conference, like an actual conference sometime maybe like next year? I don't know, like in the same kind of format or something like that. So we've got some exciting ideas that we're interested to see, like how we can actually like take off. But yeah, I feel like we've had so many different ideas.
0: That's the problem. I'm the idea guy, so I will take a pebble and make a mountain out of it. Stephanie uh, has to reel me in sometimes. <laughs> we'll keep it at that for now. <laughs> awesome. So much opportunity. I think. As far as I
1: can tell, everybody's really excited to be part of that community. And as the name Enablement Squad comes up in so many conversations that I'm leading out there. So thanks again, guys, for making it all happen and for nurturing what you've built and continue to nurture it. Thank you so much for that. And again, if anybody wants to get involved, where do they go to sign up? And are there any other resources that you can recommend?
0: Yep, go to uh, enablementsquad.com. That is our website that we have up and going right now very bare bones i apologize we're getting it better i promise we'll get there but you can join from there as far as other resources just join the community we want members in there we want to be able to participate so participate in there join as many channels as you want there's not a limit to join all of them so join them participate learn and contribute awesome thank you so much guys
2: thanks so much felix
0: yeah thank you felix
2: next time on The State of Sales Enablement.
0: And so the whole idea is that readiness is a continuous state. Things are always changing. There are external and internal influences. And enablement is a critical part of readiness, but it can't work unless you know what good looks like so that you can identify how you're going to train your people to make them
2: emulate those behaviors you want them to.